This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in the book of Psalms again, not far from the end. It is Psalm 134. Psalm 134 is a a three-verse psalm. Uh, and it is the last psalm, of the ascent, and 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 remember the psalm of the ascent, the psalm they would be singing uh, as they were going up uh, to the temple, as they were going up for the feast and the festivals, and it was would been sung by the uh, priest, and it had been sung by the people, and so they were uh, a very common psalm, and a psalm that that touched the hearts of uh, a lot of people. And a psalm that would have been known by all the Jews. They would have known because they were so common to them. And as we as we go to the psalm of the ascents, and as we as we spend some time going through these psalms, you see some things that you understand. The people of Israel would have known. They would have they would have seen. They would have known. And you kind of get an idea of, especially the ones that talk about prophetic things or. The ones that talk about faith in general, you begin to see that they have a they have a very important uh, role to play in how in how we view and see and understand New Testament ideas because the Old Testament uh, is it, the Old Testament informs us about the New Testament. The Old Testament, in fact, allows us to see and understand things that we wouldn't understand. Or know if we didn't uh, spend time studying it and and looking at it. In fact, the Old Testament is called a schoolmaster in the new new te- in the New Testament. The law is, and in all actuality, the Old Testament is a foreshadowing or picturing of the New Testament. And we see and understand almost all that we see in the New Testament uh, is foreshadowed in the Old Testament. And and finally, Jesus himself, Jesus himself quotes the Old Testament over and over and over again. He, he, he quotes it to prove who he is. He quotes it to uh, allow them to understand and see things in a way that they didn't understand or see them before. And it is a, it's, a, it's an important tool that's used by God to allow us to see the fulfillment of Jesus Christ and who he is in the, in the New Testament. It says here, it, remember this is a three-verse one, so it's not very long. He says, Behold, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to be a blessing to God uh, because we're his servants and he's a blessing to us. Now, we're not a blessing to God because he's a blessing to us. In fact, we're blessing from, uh, we're best blessing to God because he has made us to be such. We don't bless him just because he, he, he loved us. We don't bless him just because what we receive from him. We bless him because we were made for that purpose. And we're going to ha- hit a psalm here in a couple of weeks that, that, that talks about blessing God and uh, all the things that God has done for us. We, we uh, follow God. We chase after God. We, we serve God. We, uh, we follow God, not because of what he has done for us, 
but because he's made us for such a such a time as this. He's made us for that event. And a lot of times it's very hard to, to figure that out. In fact, a lot of times it's almost impossible to figure that out. I'm not blessing God. I'm not a blessing to God because of what he's done for me. If that's what it if that's what it's about, then I don't understand. I don't understand the purpose he made me for. And we're going to get into that in just a second. But but I, w- I want you to see and understand that that if the only reason you serve God is for what he gives you in return, if that is the reason, then that is very immature and, and not a very deep understanding of who you're watching and who you're serving. It is it is it is it is a it's a childish childlike faith and not a childlike faith in the good way. It's a childlike faith in the bad way. Uh, A childlike faith in a good way is to trust God implicitly without any reservation, without any doubt, without any struggle. That's what, when when Jesus talks about a childlike faith, he's talking about a faith that, that trusts without reservation, but it's a childlike faith in this, maybe more of an adolescent faith. And an adolescent faith is what are you going to do for me? What is it? What is it that I'm getting out of this situation? It's almost a transactional faith, meaning I give you this, you give me that. But remember, this song talks speaks of bless the Lord. He says, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. What the understanding here is that I'm a servant of the Lord. Why am I serving of the Lord? Because I was bought at a price. So it's not an issue. It's not a situation where I can go to God and say, God, what are you going to do for me? He's already done what is required in the relationship. He's already met his covenant relationship with me. He's already put himself in a position where he is my master. He's my Lord. He's my king. And I I don't have to, I don't have to, I don't have to have have a, a, a faith that that requires him to do more he has already he's already met his obligation in the relationship he's already paid the price he's already done what's required and no matter what the circumstances or what the situation is my faith ought to bless him all the time my faith ought to reach out to him all the time my faith ought to inform who i am and what i'm doing all the time it shouldn't be a situation where i say to god god if you give me this i'll give you that that's not really how that's not really how a mature understanding of faith is like i said a childlike faith is to trust god implicitly without any reservations without any holdback and adult a mature faith is an understanding a proper understanding of who god is and and what he has already done for you and so even though he does not treat me like a servant, even though he doesn't treat me like a bond slave, Paul continually in the New Testament talks about how he's a servant or a slave to Christ, which means he, he understood that the price and that what God uh, was required to do in that relationship had already been paid for. It had already been done. And whatever God required of him, whatever God wanted from him, whatever God wanted, what in whatever way God desired to glorify himself through Paul, that was okay because Paul was, he was in a position, he'd already received the full blessing of God. He'd already received the full hope that comes from that relationship. And so Paul had no, was in no position to make no demand, make any demands and did not make any demands of God. He did not, he did not make demands of God because of that. And so he says, all you servants of the Lord, he says, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. Now, this is an interesting, the, the, this second sentence is the interesting part of this psalm. It, it makes the psalm what it is. He says, who by night stand in the house of the Lord. That could mean 
just in a very practical first first view look at things. It could just mean who worship God at night. They come to the temple of the Lord and the house of God, and they worship God in the evening. That could be it. And let me tell you something. I've been in a lot of worship services where in the evening where God really moved in power. Let me say that that does have value. I remember growing up, I grew up a Baptist and, and my seminary degree is a Baptist seminary degree. And there's an old saying in the Baptist churches, and it's it's a it's an important saying. The, those who show up on Sunday morning love the preacher. Those who show up on Sunday night love the church. Those who show up on Wednesday night love God. And that was, that was it was a lot true. A lot of times people... Uh, go to church on Sunday based off of who they hear preaching on Sunday morning. And, and let me say this, that's called pastor worship. And it's it's an abomination, really, if you want to know the truth. We, we do not go to church for the qualities that we like in the pastor. If you do, then you're, you're in that adolescent transactional faith where you go to church based off of what you're going to get out of it. Not that child faith, which is which is just, you just loved God. You just trust him because of who he is. Not an adult faith where you trust God and you serve him because he's told you to do what you're doing and because the price has already been paid and the relationship is already set. You're still in that adolescent, immature faith where you where you serve God based off of your daily transaction with him. What are you doing for me? I'm going to do that for you. This is, this is and, and let me tell you something, that gets old. That gets old spiritually, it gets old with God, it gets old with everybody. And I would say to you, if that's the kind of faith that you're walking in, you've got to find you've got to find uh God in his reality. You've got to see God in in who he really is. And you've got to realize that transactions that that require certain things of faith, well, they don't work. It it doesn't work well for you because you, you don't understand the fundamentals of the relationship you actually have with God. And now, who by night stand in the house of the Lord, that could also mean something that's uh, more more deep. And it, who in the midst of the darkness, the, the onslaught of evil, uh, the darkness of the day, the darkness of the hour, no matter what the situation is, they stand in the house of the Lord. Now, that would make this a, a whole lot deeper a psalm, and I, I think it's actually what it means. It says, he says, who by, by night stand in the house of the Lord when things are not going well. When things are, are struggling, when the times that we live in are terrible, when the times that we live in are difficult, when when there's many troubles all around us, when those things are happening, that that at night stand in the house of the Lord, that standing with the Lord at a time of, of great difficulty, standing in the house of the Lord, watching him, well, that that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff is where the mature faith is. That's that's where life really is. And that's an understanding of God that I worship him not in the midst of his goodness, not in the midst of his blessing. I worship him in the midst of my trouble and my struggle. And let me say this, it, that's the type of faith that God's seeking from you. That's the type of faith that God wants to grow in you, a faith that endures trouble and struggle, a faith that, that seeks him out in the midst of difficulty and hardship. 
oftentimes the church that that exists in the times we live in, the minute struggle or difficulty comes, it, it just empties out. It's like you're pouring a glass of water into a sink. It just the people the the they turn and they flee and they run. We live in a generation where that's the norm. And let me say this, I think that's a setup for the end times, I do. But I also understand that that the reason that is is because we have such a immature, shallow, juvenile, tra- transactional faith. Our faith is, it, 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 our, the, the faith of the modern day church is, what are you going to do for me, God? Why am I here? In fact, they'll say that I'm looking for a church that meets my needs. I'm, y'all, do you, did you hear that? I'm looking for a church that meets my need, almost like you're going to a buffet. And let me tell you something. I love a buffet. I'm not against a buffet. I'm not anti, I like buffets. And if you know me very well, it's quite obvious that I do. But that's not how we deal with God. I love department stores because you can go from department to, from department, to department and see all many items that you can buy. I, I love a department store, but that's not supposed to be the structure of my faith. I, I love all kinds of opportunities, and, and I love love it when there's a chance to see and be a part of many different things. But let me tell you something: we only serve one God, and we only serve we only live by one true faith, and that one true faith is trusting in the finished work of Jesus Christ, which has already been done for me, and I'm no longer my own. I'm bought at a price. And so I can't spend my 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 spiritual uh, journey. And remember, life, although it's lived in the physical, is a spiritual journey, especially when you're born again. I can't live that spiritual journey expecting that that God is going to scoop down and take care of me in the midst of every struggle and difficulty and, and snatch me out of it, rather than me walking through that struggle and difficulty by faith in Him and glorifying Him. He made me to glorify Him. And one of the major ways we glorify God is we trust him in the midst of the storm and the difficulty and the struggle. He says, who by night stand in the house of the Lord? When struggle and difficulty come, they stand in the house of the Lord. Uh, They're a blessing to God. They understand that they're a servant of his and serving God and trusting God in the midst of a struggle. That's where life is. And let me say this, that there's not a struggle that's going on today. And I know that we've got all kinds of things going on today. There's not a struggle that's going on today that has any comparison to the struggle, many struggles that believers have had to go through in millennia and centuries past. It's just not. And so it has caused us to be. It's caused us to be very juvenile in our faith. When the night comes, when the struggle comes, when the difficulty comes, when the troubles of the world and the times we live in come, when those things come, it's time for us to it's time for us to grow up. It's time for us to realize that that I am made for these struggles. I've made I'm made for these difficulties. I'm made for the troubles of the moment. And I'm made to glorify God in the midst of them. He says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. By the way, lifting of hands is a participatory act of worship. It <clears throat> actually is the word yada in the uh, Old Testament, and it means to thrust your hands in the air. And yada in the Old Testament is best translated to worship. It is a physical manifestation of a spiritual movement in a person's life. Praise God. Trust in God. I love God. And to lift your hands up in the air 
is a Old Testament word, the word yada, to thrust your hands in the air, which is translated to worship. The Old Testament word for worship, there's an Old Testament word for worship that involves prostrating yourself or falling down on your knees before him. There's there's the word alleluia, which is a picture of shouting, praise the Lord. And if you'll notice, worship is participatory. It's not a it's not a time where we it's not a time where we watch and we're there as observers as if we're watching a television program. Worship is a time where we actually show up and get involved and be a part of it. And so he says when you walk with the Lord by night, when you walk with the Lord in the midst of that struggle, he says lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Where is the sanctuary? That's in the very presence of God. He says, worship God in the sanctuary when you when you are in the house of the Lord at night. He said, and bless the Lord. See, it's a blessing to God that we have a mature faith that walks and that trusts in him in the midst of difficulties and struggles. It's a mature faith that does that. And if we do not do that, there's, a, there's an implication that, well, when the struggles and the difficulties of life come, when the troubles of the strike, that we have a juvenile faith. We have a faith that is transactional, that, that oh, Lord, you ha- why would you do this to me? I hear that all the time from people. Why would you do this to me, Lord? Why? Because I made, he's quite clearly from Scripture, he says, because I made you to walk through those things and prove that uh, a human being in the midst of trouble and struggle, uh, a human being that has been cut off from me, but redeemed by me, can actually trust me in the midst of struggles and difficulties. He made you for that, and you glorify him best in the midst of midst of those struggles and difficulties. He says, lift up your hand in the sanctuary and bless the Lord, which means come and actually participate in worship. Come and actually worship him. He said, the Lord who made the heaven and the earth bless you from Zion. Notice, the Lord who made everything, the sovereign God. If you really want to receive blessing from God, if you really want to receive blessing from Zion, which is God, the kingdom of God, he says, if you really want to receive that, then you walk with God in the midst of the evening. You meet with God in the midst of struggle. You lift up your hands in the sanctuary when difficult times come. And and if you'll do that, he says, the Lord who made everything, the sovereign God who made the heavens and the earth, who made everything, he says, he's going to bless you. He's going to bless you because you are a blessing. You're a mature believer who walks by faith and not by sight. You're a mature believer who has an expectation of God's very best. And let me say this, that's what you were made for. And that's what you should be about. And when trouble and difficulty and struggle comes, that's what you should expect. Your expectation should be that God is a blessing and that God blesses you. And uh, let me say this. He is a blessing when those of us who, who know him, who understand him, when those of us who go through a time of difficulty and yet we turn toward him and we turn toward his sanctuary. Uh, that's what the oldest book in the Bible, the chronologically, the oldest book in the Bible is all about, the book of Job, where Job faced the struggle of loss and great difficulty, and yet God said he found him faithful. And even though Job had major questions about it and questioned God in the midst of all that stuff, Job never turned from God. He never cursed God and separated himself from God. He never, ever treated God as a transactional God 
where you give me this, I give you that. He did have questions, and there's nothing wrong with questions, and there's nothing wrong with uh, seeking God out for answers to those questions. But once all that's said and done, we trust God in the midst of the, the evening, in the midst of the storm, no matter what the situation is. And uh, when we do that, we bring him the most glory, which is the whole purpose for why he made you, why he redeemed you, why he set you where you are today. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.